First of all, dry lands cover 41% of all the land on Earth. In Africa, it's getting closer to about two-thirds of all the land. They're important environmentally, of course. They have about a third of the global conservation hotspots, about 28% of endangered species. But they're also important for people. More than a third of the population of the planet live in the drylands. And again, in Africa, the number's much greater. And when it comes to poverty, 90% of the poorest people in the world live in the drylands of developing countries. So when you look at these drylands, you're very concerned about their being protected and also restored. How can that be done? I mean, restored, yes. Protected, yes. But I would also say sustainably managed. Considering how important these lands are for so many people, key is to manage them sustainably. At a local level, of course, that depends a lot on the land management practices. You've got people using them for crop farming, for wood harvesting, for livestock production, and so on. There's a wide range of practices that are pretty well known, pretty well established for sustainable pasture management, for agroforestry, conservation agriculture. Actually, the solutions are quite well known and they're quite widespread. Many of the most sustainable practices are practices that have been used in the past and have been lost as a result of well-meaning but often misguided efforts to improve food production. And what's happening is now some of those systems are being revived, adapted, and and maybe modified in some ways, but based on a lot of traditional knowledge and a lot of tried and tested approaches. Now, are you making this call because dry lands are now under threat? Have we lost a great amount of dry lands? Well, we have. I don't think dry lands are necessarily more under threat than other parts of the world. I mean, the the data's a bit shaky, but I mean, we're estimating somewhere between a quarter and a third of all the drylands are being affected by degradation. There is a, a, a disproportionate amount of the world's poverty in drylands. So people are more dependent on natural resources, and therefore their degradation has more serious implications. But also the drylands, again, perhaps related to that poverty, they're places where a lot of the population growth is projected. So there's going to be growing demand for natural resources. People increasingly exposed to threats to risks like drought, Obviously, droughts are ever-present in the drylands, but with growing population and degradation of the natural resources, droughts are becoming more of a threat. And at the same time, people's ability to, to deal with that threat is declining. How are your concerns being received at the summit in China? I mean, general, very well. I think many of the parties, many of the countries that have signed up to this convention share these concerns. The convention over the last couple of years has adopted a target land degradation neutrality, essentially by the year 2030, to ensure that there is no net degradation of land resources. Um, Now, that's a really big rallying cry, if you like. Many countries are now setting targets and developing action plans to mobilize quite large-scale initiatives to respond to these threats. I mean, there are still a lot of challenges, particularly around evidence, evidence of what the real state is, evidence of where the needs are greatest, You know, it clearly needs a big push. I think the issue of land degradation is globally important because it determines food security, water security. It has a big impact on climate change and biodiversity loss. And yet it's kind of a forgotten environmental issue. When you talk about a big push, are you talking just about money or other factors? Of course, money is part of the solution. But there needs to be a big push in terms of leadership, political leadership, national and global leadership, to push this up the agenda the sustainable development goals with a number of targets underneath them. One of them is land degradation neutrality. So you're competing 
for space in the global and international agenda. And you're competing with other incredibly important issues like uh, health, like education. If you address land degradation, actually you're cutting to the heart of many of these other issues because land is the basis of so many of the services, if you like, that the environment provides to humanity.